Hey everybody, again, I hope you're having a good day, evening, afternoon. Uh, today, uh, we're going to just continue progressing. Remember, you don't have to be caught up with where I am right now. If you have not already, go ahead and check out on YouTube or on Spotify. You will be able to find a new Bible reading system that you can use um, to organize your Bible time and your study time and your communion time with God. So with that said, go ahead and actually pick up your Bibles and highlighters, your pens, your sticky notes, everything that you usually use when you are studying God's Word. And we're going to walk together in Matthew chapter 25, okay? And I will pause, tell you when to highlight, tell you when to circle, tell you when to actually write notes. But don't forget that you pause this at any point in time and when the Holy Spirit is downloading some information, divine information to you, go ahead and pause that stud this study and actually write it down and record it. So if you're ready, let's jump straight in. Hey everybody, so today let's just take a look and do Bible study with me. Let's go through the book of, well not the book, but the chapter of Matthew and we'll take a look today at Matthew chapter 25. And then what we can do together is as I read, I will pause and stop and give you any notes or extra information that you can jot down in your Bible right along with me. All right, so if we're ready, Go ahead, open your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 25. Now it reads, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. So if you want to pause right there, go ahead and circle wise and foolish because we're going to see why this uh, parable is written to give us a lesson in what it means to be wise and what it means to be foolish. So let's continue with verse three. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Go ahead and highlight that, no oil with them. Verse four, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Draw a circle around took oil. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Verse six, and at midnight there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Verse eight, and the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. So let's just stop right there for a moment because remember our focus is to see what makes one group of virgins wise, what makes the other ones foolish. So if you look at verse uh, three, we circled or we highlighted no oil. Some took no oil with them. Some, the wise, took oil. So the first thing you think of is, well, part of being wise is to be prepared, okay? And then another thing you can think of is in verse 5, where it says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. So if we go back first to that reference of oil, we can compare this to the Holy Spirit. In other words, when we're born again, the Holy Spirit is within us, but we have to be conscious and aware enough to make sure that we are aware of his presence and that we lean on his guidance. We lean on him to continue to help us remain prepared. 
Okay, and then it says the bridegroom slumbered and slept. So we're in a time frame where Christ, we're looking forward to the time of Christ his return. So in your journal, you can go ahead and write right next to verse six. We need to live aware and observant during these times. Everyone will one day meet the bridegroom. So if you look at verse six, the last part of verse six, you can go ahead and circle or highlight, go ye out to meet him. Okay, and so let's pick back up at verse nine. But the wise answered saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. So let's stop there in verse 10 highlight while they went to buy and then highlight bridegroom came that they were ready then went in with him to the marriage and door was shut so we're going to circle quite a few things or highlight quite a few things in that verse and then you can think of this uh, note that i jotted down if you'd like to write it down it says this demonstrates the need to live prepared looking forward to the return of Christ. Because if you look at that verse, verse 10, it says they, the bridegroom was, they came, he came. And that those wise uh, virgins, they were ready and they went into him with the marriage. And here's the key, it says the door was shut. So remember, this is a parable that Jesus is using to teach us something. So let's continue with verse 11. Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now this verse is talking about the foolish virgins. Verse 12, but he answered and said, verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So go ahead and circle, I know you not. And then verse 13, highlight that entire verse because it's as if that scripture is stepping out and speaking to us today. It's an instruction. It says, watch therefore. Why? Because we don't know when the Son of Man will return. Continuing with verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. So verse 14, that is like a comparison. So go ahead and circle for the kingdom of heaven. Christ, when he's given this parable, he is actually comparing it to a man who is traveling. So verse 15, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. So in verse 15, we see that Jesus is teaching about a man who's traveling to a far country. Go ahead and circle five talents, circle two, circle one, and then highlight where it says his several ability, or in other words, he gave these talents out according to the abilities that each of these servants had. 
So in verse 16, if we continue, it says, Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. So in verse 16, circle five talents, you see it twice there. So go ahead and circle it two times. And then you can highlight, well, what did he do with the five talents? Well, he traded. Verse 17, and likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. So circle two, you see that twice in the scripture. And then verse 18, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. So look at the difference between the one who received five talents, the one received two, and the one who received one. Go ahead and circle hid his Lord's money or highlight. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Or in other words, where you see reckoneth with them, highlight that. That's just saying he's coming to talk with them so that they can give him an account of what they did with the talents that he gave. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. So stop right there. Um, under verse 19, where it says reckoneth with them, write yourself a note that says there will be a day of reckoning for all of this us. What do I mean by that? Sinners and saints will all stand and give an account uh, for their life. Now, it'll be a different type of judgment if you are saved. Okay. But here we, it's regarding what are we doing with the talents, with the resources, with the gifts, with the time that God has provided for us. So then we continue on with verse 21. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Okay, let me keep turning the page. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. So go ahead and circle good and faithful servant faithful over few things, ruler over many things, and highlight or circle, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Look at what happens to those that he considers the one with five talents. He considers him good. He considers him faithful. And then he's saying, and I didn't even give you many things. And he's saying, because of this, I will make you ruler over many. And here's the key, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Now let's continue with verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So for the one who, uh, actually gain two talents go ahead and circle that and then highlight that entire statement because he says the same thing that he said to the person who uh, had a return of five talents well done you're a good and faithful servant you've you've been faithful over a few things and i will make you ruler over many and then again enter thou into the joy of the lord then let's look at verse 24 then he which had received 
The one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And here it is. And I was afraid and went and hid that ta thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. So let's stop there. Circle or highlight one talent. Highlight what his view of was of his Lord. He says, thou art a hard man. Okay, then verse 25, highlight, I was afraid. And then highlight, hid thy talent in the earth. Now you can write a note to yourself, which reads, we must submit our fears to the Lord and ask for courage and strength from the Holy Spirit. Now let's continue with verse 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and I gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I would have received mine own with usury. So in verse 27, we'll actually go back to verse 26. Look at the description. Highlight wicked and slothful servant. And then verse 27, you can write this note. The Lord expects us to do something with the gifts and resources he has provided. Now let's continue with verse 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall, that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. So if you need to pause and take a look at that scripture again, it seems like it's tricky with the words, but go ahead and highlight for unto every one that hath shall be given. And then highlight have abundance. Now right here is where you can stop because let's stop and look at some cross references to bring life to that verse. So if you want to take a minute, you can flip your Bible to uh, Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 and Matthew chapter 13 verse 12 and John chapter 10 verse 10. So Matthew 16 verse 25 reads, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now look at uh, verse 10. The thief, I'm sorry, this is uh, John, 10 and, John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Matthew 13, verse 12. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. So that's very similar to what we just read. So that should help you understand verse 29. In other words, Christ is just teaching here. 
that we are to do something with the things that he has given unto us. And it really, the sum total of it is our entire lives, that we uh, live a life of sacrifice. And that when we live that life of sacrifice, we will end up actually receiving more when he returns. So let's continue with verse 30. Verse 30 reads, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Go ahead and highlight that. That's very important. Okay, that's very important. Then verse 31, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory. And then he's going to tell us what he's going to do. So verse 31 is referencing, it's going back to verse 30, where he says, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So here's what he's going to do. Verse 32, and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So Christ is no longer, he's actually his started with one parable and he's coming in and telling us you know at the end times what will actually happen so in your bible circle goats circle sheep and then you can draw arrow that shows that sheep will be on his right hand goats will be on the left and then in verse 34 circle what he's what he says he says to them ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world and then he tells us exactly how these um, sheep actually acted or what what activities they carried on while they were in the world so let's look at verse 35 for i was an hungered and you gave me meat i was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and ye took me in, naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came unto me. So with your circle, your pen or highlighter, circle meat, circle drink, circle ye took me in, circle naked, circle sick, and circle in prison. Okay, so he's looking at what they actually did while they were here, while they had the activities to demonstrate while they were act, why they were actually sheep. So sheep, verse 37. And so then they're going to ask him a question. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee, thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee, thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. So these are all the good things that he considers his, what their sh his sheep will do. Now he's going to address the goats. 
Verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, circle that, ye cursed, circle that, into where? Everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So verse 41, highlight ye cursed, highlight everlasting fire, highlight devil and angels. So in verse 41, he's saying this place was not prepared for the world, but being a goat, you will join, a particular person will join the devil and, and the angels in everlasting fire. So let's continue. That one's, you know, rough to take in, but we have to read the word and, and receive exactly what it says. Verse 42, for I was an hungered and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in naked and ye clothed me not sick and in prison and ye visited me not. Okay, so right there, let's look at all the negative things that the goats did. It says right here at the end of, of the beginning of 42, you gave me no meat, circle that, no drink. 43, took me not in, clothed me not, visited me not. Okay, so let's continue with verse 44. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away. Here it is. This is one of the lessons from this parable not the parable of the goat and the sheep. We're talking about all the parable. It's started from the faithful servants and the one who was unfaithful. And then he went into this analogy of goats being on his left and sheep being on his right, which represents two different kinds of people. So again, at verse 46, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Notice right there, there aren't, it isn't a third option. There will be those who will either go into everlasting punishment or those who will go into eternal life. And it all depends on what we do here in this life. Now, I'm going to share with you just some personal um, revelations and that's what you can do when you you're doing your Bible study you can go through and write down what the Holy Spirit is saying to you so these if you want to mark in your Bible regard verse 29 verse 30 and verse 40 so if we go back come back with me to verse 29 verse 29 reads for unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he had so verse 29 here's an insight because some people will mismanage their earth their time on earth their talents their gifts and resources that god has provided to all they will be considered unjust unfaithful stewards now let's go to verse 30 Verse 30 reads, and cast ye the unprofitable servant where into outer darkness 
there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here's an insight. The gospel will not be good news for everyone on the day of judgment. Some will be considered wicked, slothful, and unprofitable. Sadly, they will face destruction and eternal separation from God. And you can see verse 31 where he's teaching that. And then we go lastly to verse 40. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles with me to verse 40. I'm going to catch up with you. It says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. So this is why, here's an insight to verse 40, this is why the second commandment is so important. We will be judged according to how we treated our neighbors. Our neighbors are those who are in need spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Okay, so last for today's Bible study, we will just end with uh, commentary notes. You can find this. There's a book called Life Application New Testament Commentary. You, that's the physical book you can purchase. And through someone's app, um, there's some apps out there where you can actually get the whole uh, actual Old Testament, New Testament commentary. If you have the, I believe the Logos um, app, I'm not sure, but one of those apps, you'll have to research it on the internet to see if you can get the uh, Life app Application New Testament commentary or the one that contains Old Testament and New Testament notes. So this is from Matthew 25, 28 through 30. This is the commentary. The master severed his relationship with this servant, took away the money, and gave it to the one who had earned the most. Jesus had already taught the concept. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. See Matthew 13, verse 12. This parable describes the consequences of two attitudes regarding Christ's return. The person who diligently prepares for it by investing his or her time and talent to serve God will be rewarded. The person who has no heart for the work of the kingdom will be punished. God rewards faithfulness. Those who bear no fruit for God's kingdom cannot expect to be treated the same as those who are faithful. Now here's a commentary, a comment for verse 30. To fail to do good with what God has entrusted to us, to fail to use it to increase his kingdom, is a grievous sin that will receive severe punishment. For it means that one never knew or loved the master. The outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth picture the anguish of hell. See Matthew 8, verse 12, Matthew 13, verse 42, Matthew 50, Matthew 22, verse 13, and Matthew 24, verse 51. So I hope you are blessed by this Bible study. You can read, rewind this actually and go back if there's something that you need clarity. Be sure to just write down any insight and revelation that the Holy Spirit has provided you. So be blessed. Go ahead and meditate again on Matthew chapter 25. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.
So today, let's just end with prayer. Um, we just need the Holy Spirit to just help us do this life. Uh, without him, we can't do anything. So just pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you that as we have finished and went through chapter 25 of Matthew, Father, we just first thank you for your holy word, that it's alive and powerful and is sharper than a two-edged sword. Father, we also just thank you, God, that from this lesson, one thing that stands out to us is where you said that they took no oil with them. God, and so we pray in the name of Christ Jesus that the Holy Spirit at times in your word represents the oil. So we pray that we take the oil with us, God, wherever we go. Show us, Lord, in the name of Christ Jesus, where we are acting like the foolish virgins. Father, just show us how to use our time, our talents, and our resources to help build your kingdom. We all have a part, for you said every joint supplies the need. Father, and I also pray anywhere where we have fallen short that you would forgive us, God, and that every day you said we have new mercies. And so I pray for all of those under the sound of my voice, as well as myself, that we just continue to do each day better than the last. We pray your blessing upon us. We thank you for your holy living word. And most of all, we thank you for your love, your kindness, and your faithful to, your faithfulness to us when we do fall short, God. So we just bless you and we thank you for your holy word. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now go ahead and just be blessed and rejoice in this day. He says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So we rejoice in the fact that the Holy Spirit is guiding us, leading us, and teaching us all truth. In Christ's name, amen. Hey everybody, here's some show notes and corrections. When I reference the chapter Matthew, chapter 16, verse 25, I said Matthew 6, verse 25. Make that correction, it should be Matthew 16, verse 25. Additionally, towards the end of the show, when I reference uh, references that you can look up regarding, quote, the outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth, picture the anguish of hell. Let me repeat those. It's 8, Matthew 8, verse 12, Matthew 13, verses 42, and verse 50, and then Matthew 22, verse 13, and then Matthew 24, verse 51. Okay, so that correction was not, we don't have a, a 50 chapters in Matthew. Um, so that correction for that is Matthew 13, verse 42, and Matthew 13, verse 50. Okay, thank you and have a blessed day.